Welcome back. It's Game One with Chris Henry. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about the Class 5A Baseball State Championship game between the Crater Comets and Crescent Valley Raiders. That will be Saturday at 1.30 p.m. at Volcano Stadium in Kaiser. It's going to be a repeat appearance for the Comets, who advanced to the championship game one year ago and fell short of their goal, 5-1, to to Churchill. This year, the Comets are just as excited to be back and feel that they have as good of a chance as any with returning All-State pitcher Larson Kendrake on the mound. He was in last year's championship game, so odds are there's no chance of him being really nervous or or, uh, too excited for the moment. Crater, as we know, is seeking its first state title since 2007. The Comets also won the large school title in 2000 and finished as runner-up in 1974. Crescent Valley, this is their first time in the state championship game. They've come close in the past few years, falling short in the semifinals in 2014, 16, and 17. The most recent was against Crater. The Comets topped Crescent Valley 9-5 last year in the state semifinals. And Larson Kendrake was once again on the bump for the Comets and uh, pitched them to the victory. They took advantage of five Crescent Valley errors in that game to win 9-5. They jumped out 8-0 after two innings, and then it was just a matter of holding on. On Saturday, it's going to be a much different situation. You've got a Crescent Valley team that is excited and thrilled to be finally playing in a state championship game, and you know they're going to be pumped up and emotionally uh, ready to battle Crater after losing to the Comets last year. Their coach, uh, Ryan Starwalt, has said that he feels like facing Larson one year ago will give his team, which has about five or six returners from that squad, a good advantage heading into the championship game. They've seen him. They know what he can do. They've stood in the box. Uh, They know how that can be. And uh, he thinks that'll help his kids not be uh, overwhelmed by the moment. That may well be true. Uh, That may be helpful. They have some fantastic hitters on their team, led by the University of Utah-bound Briley Knight. And uh, Briley is is as good as they come. I mean, he's one of the best hitters in the state. He's also very likely to get the nod on the mound for the Raiders on Saturday. He's just a gritty competitor and uh, a kid that's not going to be overwhelmed by the moment either. They may opt to go with Ethan Krupp just so Briley can go at shortstop, but honestly, it would surprise me if Briley was not on the mound uh, against the Comets on Saturday. Their lineup is is full of hitters, you know, from Ben Lee to Nathan Locke to uh, Connor Spevichek, uh, Kyle Killen. They have a very good offensive lineup that will give Crater some problems and, and will keep Larson on his toes. But let's face it, Larson has been unhittable. And I say unhittable because guess what? He hasn't allowed a hit in 36 and two-thirds innings. I need to repeat that. In consecutive innings, 36 and two-thirds consecutive innings, no team has gotten a hit off him. They obviously haven't scored off of him, but no team has gotten a hit off of him. 
It's just outstanding what he's able to do. In an eight-inning win over Sandy in the quarterfinals, a one-to-nothing game that was nip and tuck the whole way, Larson struck out 20. He was coming off a performance against Henley where he struck out 20 of the 21 batters that, uh, of the 21 outs, I should say, that Crater had in that game. He has been amazing and not not anything short of sensational this entire season. He's got five no-hitters. He uh, is very confident on the mound. He can throw strikes with any pitch he so chooses. His fastball has got added pop this year. Uh, His changeup is always good. And his curveball is just a knee buckler that I don't know at the high school level what you're going to do with it too often. He's going to be totally prepped and ready to go. He'll have his full assortment of of, uh, pitches available, so there will be no pitch count like last year when uh, Crater had to pull him after 84 pitches, so he would be available for the state championship game. Uh, there's just nothing not to like about Larson. He he lives and breathes baseball. That's what he wants. That's all he wants. And the great thing about him is even with the strikeout numbers, and they're sensational, in 62 and two-thirds innings, he has walked 19 and struck out 140. Get that. I don't even know the ratio. I, my math isn't that good, but it's that's a pretty darn good ratio between strikeouts and walks. Um He's been fantastic. He's allowed only 11 hits this entire season. And really, about half of them came in in his only poor outing of the year uh, early in the season against Thurston. So he's ready. He's dialed in. He doesn't care if he strikes people out. He's got a good, solid defense behind him that uh, has been steady all year long and and expects to be steady again on Saturday um, with Ike Gilland. Uh, Gilliland before uh, behind the plate. Uh, they've got a great rapport between Larson and his catcher. It's uh, it, it's really when he's on, it's just a beautiful sight to see. And let's hope that he's able to bring his best best on Saturday, just because it's it's so much fun to watch. In Crescent Valley, you know they are as good as advertised. They're twenty eight and two with a number one seed heading into the final. So you know they're confident. You know they feel like they can do anything they want, and uh, it'll be up to Crater to kind of answer that. Certainly at the plate as well. Now the Comets, uh, you know, they've ridden Larson for so much. He's eight and two, a zero point seven eight ERA. But the six foot three, two hundred pounder can't do everything. And sometimes in the games that he pitches, they kind of sit back and they think we only need to score one or two runs and, and Larson will bring it home from there. Uh, that's not going to be the case on Saturday. You can't play that kind of game against Crescent Valley. They have the ability to score. They have the ability to score in bunches. So what Crater is going to have to do is is not not just sit back and, and wait and hope that Larson shuts them down because anything happens in a state championship uh, atmosphere. You, you You can't guarantee anything. They're going to have to come out and put runs on the board, uh, swing confidently, run confidently, and uh, and just try to put the ball in play. You know, don't don't try to go for fly balls. Go for line drives and base hits, and just uh, try to work the ball around that way. Obviously, we've talked about Briley Knight. I mean, here's a young man. He's he's uh, got 102 strikeouts and 57 innings in his own right. He's eight zero with a 1.11 ERA. Ethan Krupp would be their backup or, or other choice. He's 5-0 with a 2.40 ERA. 
not as many strikeouts. Uh, he only has 60 and 43 innings, but obviously a pitcher that can get the job done for Crescent Valley. And, and their hitters, as we talked about, I mean, Knight's a returning first-team All-State catcher. He's two-time Mid-Willamette Conference Player of the Year. He He's hitting four ninety five with 12 home runs, 12 doubles, two triples. Lead, as I said before, four twenty four with 10 doubles, three triples, couple of home runs. Um, you know, one of their really impressive young men, uh, Taylor Holden. He's a holder. He's only a sophomore. Uh, last year, he hit a solo home run off of Larson uh, on his final pitch before he was having to be um, re- removed for pitch count. Uh, Holder is hitting three seventy one with uh, seven doubles, five triples, two home runs. And Holder really might be, you know, on a team of three really good pitchers, he might actually be the best of them. He just won't be available for more than 25 pitches on Saturday. Holder, uh, you know, he's an 8-2 and two record, 1.208 ERA kind of young man. So definitely uh, the Comets have a battle in store for them. I think uh, I think both teams will come in confident in their own right, creator having been there before, so they'll be comfortable in the moment. Crescent Valley, just in the fact that they're finally breaking through, they're on kind of an emotional high. You know, uh, offensively for Crater, we're looking at a very balanced team. They don't put up staggering numbers. Now, the run totals have been very good and, and almost really equivalent to Crescent Valley. And I'm sorry to say, I think in a better league, uh, obviously, when you're looking at the likes of Churchill and and Marist and, and uh, you know, what you have uh, on down the line in the mid, in the Midwestern League, but you know Kendrick, he's hitting five oh five. He scored forty three runs, got twenty five RBIs. You know he's got a couple of home runs himself with fifteen doubles and three triples. He's been solid all the way through. Senior Trey Froge, uh, he's batting four eighty one with twenty nine runs and thirty six RBIs to go with twelve doubles, two triples, and five home runs. And I should say these numbers were the ones entering the playoffs, so they've gotten a little better, and and the production has been a little more for all these guys. Uh, senior shortstop Nick Bastendorf, very very solid as an anchor on the defense at shortstop. He's also batting four seventeen with thirty one runs, twenty three RBIs. He's got two home runs, six doubles, two triples. You know, obviously Crater has a team that can put the ball all over the ballpark, and and those are just the seniors. I mean, when you look at it. Uh, another senior, Ryan Culpa, at the, at the top of the lineup. Uh, junior Blake Hollingsworth has come through with some pretty clutch hits. And Garrett Dance as well. Uh, sophomores Trevor Davis and Andy Lacey have really stepped in to their roles and, and shined uh, for what creator coach Jay Campbell has just really called a team that just grinds it out. They just find a way, you know. Even when their back's to the wall, they just find a way to make it happen. And that's been their success this year as they've gone 26-4. and four. Should make for a fantastic final game on Saturday. Uh, I expect Volcano Stadium to be pretty loud and packed. The Crater Faithful always bring it and, and bring it strong with, uh, with Crescent Valley just down the road in Corvallis. That's not a very far drive for their fan base, so... I anticipate it being a pretty full grandstand, a lot of excitement, and two very good elite baseball teams going at it on Saturday afternoon. I'll be there. I'll be uh, tweeting along my updates as much as possible. You can follow me 
at Chris underscore Henry and uh, track me down there. Obviously, uh, after the game, I'll be posting my stories online at mailtribune.com and on my Facebook page, which is Chris Henry MT. Please follow along. And I, as always, uh, I appreciate you listening to these podcasts. If you can tell your friends and pass it along and share with them what we've got going on here, I sure would appreciate it. There are other Mail Tribune podcasters. If you want to give them a shot, I know they would appreciate it as well. But again, we're trying to do everything we can to bring you the news any way we can possibly, and hopefully you're enjoying it. So again, enjoy your weekend. If you happen to be up at Kaiser uh, and watching the baseball games at Volcano Stadium, have a good time. Talk to you later.